So do you think the idea could work? asked Timothy. Derek and Carla nodded. Have you spoken to Louis yet? asked Derek. No, but that's what I've got to go and do next. I'll see you both tomorrow, if I'm not fired. So, what's this big idea then? Or is Tim about to finally lose his brother Nick his job? This is James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line, and the writer of Season 5 story Double Trouble. This is Episode 7, and let's just recap what's happened so far. Identical twins Tim and Nick Aldridge have been forced to change places. Tim is pretending to be a top advertising executive while his brother is trapped by flooding on the family farm in Devon in England. In the last episode, Tim found out that he had been selling his famous Aldridge Blue goat's cheese far too cheaply, simply because he hadn't wanted to do the work to find out how much he could realistically charge for it by doing some market research. However, Before he can get back home and turn his business around, he needs to find a way to rescue Nick. Meanwhile, down on the farm, Wanda, the Polish agricultural student, and Nick have become a little bit more than just good friends. Is this only a holiday romance, or are things about to get serious? Now, let's join Tim as he starts having ideas. Chapter 13. The Big Idea When Timothy finally got to the office with his cheese on Tuesday morning, he had a shock. Jemima had left a card for him on his desk. It showed a teddy bear with a bandage wrapped around its head, and inside was written in big round handwriting. Dear Nicholas, hope you slept well and your nose is all right this morning. Super evening last night, while it lasted. Let's do it again soon, only without Tanya this time. And maybe for longer? Love, Jemima. P.S. I'm visiting a client in Liverpool today. Maybe see you this evening? Ciao. Timothy felt the situation with Jemima was getting out of control. He had to get Nick back to London to deal with her. He looked for the latest flood reports on the internet, and by ringing around to local newspapers in Devon, found out that the River Tort Bridge was still running very fast and deep. The difficulty was that nobody in Aldridge Farm was in any danger, and the emergency services had more serious problems to deal with than bringing Nick back to London and Timothy back to Devon. But what? thought Timothy if it were possible to organise a private rescue. Who had the resources to do that? His telephone rang. Nick, Louis here. How's your nose? I heard from Jemima you had some difficulties explaining to Tanya Mishkovich last night that she wasn't needed anymore. Louis Madison laughed. Well, as Rudyard Kipling said, the female of the species is deadlier than the male. Anyway, what I want to know is what's happening about the Zai Wu proposal, 
Well, a client doesn't mind spending a bit of money if it's something good, so don't worry about the budget. But I need something on my desk by end of business today. Understand? And with that, he hung up. Timothy sat holding the receiver for a moment, thinking. Of course, Madison and Oggers had the resources. He just had to find a justification for using them. He asked the different people in his team, but still nobody seemed to have anything interesting to suggest. Carla proposed a commercial showing the Spazio driving on empty roads in the north of Scotland with Pierce Brosnan. Derek wanted to emphasise the low fuel consumption, and Ashley managed to find other meetings to go to every time he saw Timothy coming near him. So Timothy sat at Nick's desk, writing ideas on pieces of paper and throwing them away in the waste paper basket almost immediately. Nick's job was more difficult than he had realised. At lunchtime, he bought himself some rolls from a bakery and sadly cut himself some of his expensive cheese. He missed his farm. He looked at Nick's computer and out of boredom clicked on some of the bookmarks that Nick had saved on the internet. To his surprise, one of them was for his local newspaper, the Southwest Chronicle, and it was an article about an agricultural show the previous summer. There, in the middle of the article, was a picture of Lady Lois and Gwyneth collecting a prize from the judges. Timothy stared at the picture. She was really lovely, he thought, temperamental and difficult to deal with if not handled correctly, but loyal and cooperative if treated with respect. That was true for both of them, he reflected. And then it came to him. The idea. The great idea that every advertising person dreams will come and seldom does. Timothy turned it over in his head, thinking of all the possible problems and difficulties. But even when he had mentally listed them all, it seemed to him that this idea was good, and if it worked, then the customer would love it. But before he shared the idea with Louis, he needed to check if it was possible. He hurried out of his office again, collected Derek and Carla together, and took them out to the coffee shop. They sat and listened, doubtfully at first, but with great excitement by the end. Is the Spazio big enough, do you think? he asked. Yes, no problem, said Derek. I've measured it from top to bottom. We had to make sure it was big enough for Tanya Mishkovich to lie down in, remember? What about the technical side? All the computer stuff? Should be okay, answered Carla. Oliver won't be pleased because it's expensive, but we've worked with a company that specialises in this sort of thing before. If we give them the original, they can duplicate it and then play around with the colours and textures, so you'd never realise that it was the same one copied seven times. And they're very quick. I'll give them a call when we're back in the office. So, do you think the idea could work? asked Timothy. Derek and Carla nodded. Have you spoken to Louis yet? 
asked Eric. No, but that's what I've got to go and do next. I'll see you both tomorrow, if I'm not fired. Let's go. Down at the farm, it was at least ten minutes past her afternoon milking time, when Lady Lois smelt something new in the fresh spring air. She was curious to know where it came from, so she followed her nose across the field until she found her Wanda and her Timothy's new servant standing close together by the gate. Lady Lois politely waited a minute, but was then forced to gently bump them apart from each other to make them stop kissing and pay attention to her. She wanted her supper. Chapter 14 Timothy Aldridge, Advertising Genius What are the principles of a good commercial? said Timothy to Louis and Jemima, who sat across from him at the conference table. Attention, interest, desire, action. You know that already. And what I'm going to propose to you now achieves all of these with a totally new look. It was now 6pm on Tuesday evening. Jemima was back from her business trip and sat next to her father as Timothy prepared to sell them both his idea. He had made himself little notes in preparation, even managing to remember correctly what Wanda had said about advertising. All right, all right. You can cut down on the hard sell, Nick. Just get on with it. I want to get home to my dinner sooner rather than later, complained Louis. And by the way, Jemima, your mother wants you to come home with me tonight, he continued to his daughter. She said she hasn't seen you for more than a week. No, don't argue. I'm not going home without you. You can go out to restaurants with young men and get into fights another night. He gave Timothy a wink. That's good, thought Timothy. He had been worried that Jemima might try to ask herself back to Nick's flat that evening. He coughed politely and began. As you both know, my brother owns a small farm down in Devon. And sometimes I've spoken about a particular animal on that farm, a goat called Lady Lois. A very intelligent goat which my brother takes to shows. Come along, Nick, I'm hungry. Is this going to take much longer? Hold on, Louis. Now, Lady Lois will do exactly what my brother says. She's like a dog. He calls her name, she comes. He says jump, she jumps. He tells her to stay still, and she stays still. Now this is something we could use in the commercial we want to propose to Tsai Wu. But I don't understand, Nicholas, said Jemima. I thought we wanted to emphasise the environment. Yes, and that was a great idea of yours, Jemima. But we have to be careful with an environmental message. We could sound boring. Now, all good commercials tell the story, don't they? We need to link the spazia with the environment through a story. A funny story. Well, do you remember the old children's fairy tale about the wolf and the seven little kid goats? 
Their mother left them at home when she went to market because she couldn't take them with her. They opened the door to the wolf and he ate six of them. The youngest and the mother finally managed to rescue them all when she came home from the market. Yes, but what's that got to do with the spazio? asked Louis. Because the spazio is a large car, isn't it? You can fit up to eight people inside. It has two front doors, a sliding side door and a hatchback. In the commercial, we start by showing a wolf walking around a small house in beautiful countryside. You can buy something like that very cheaply from nature filmmakers. And with some clever cutting and editing, it can look as if it all belongs together. Then the spazio drives up to the house, the door opens, and Lady Lois jumps out of the back, followed by seven little kid goats, and the slogan comes up, The Zai Wu Spazio. Plenty of room for the kids. And then we see the wolf going away again. Now, originally we thought of the spazio commercial as being aimed at men, so we wanted to make it appear sexy with Tanya Mishkovich. But who actually makes purchasing decisions for things like cars, especially family-sized cars? It's usually women, not men. This commercial would appeal to women taking kids to school, kids to soccer games, kids to music lessons, or just going to the supermarket. Timothy paused. So, what do you think? There was a short silence. And your brother's goat could be trained to do this? Louis asked. She wouldn't really need to be trained. She does whatever he tells her to do already. Timothy was grateful that neither Louis nor Jemima knew what Lady Lois was really like. And the kid goats, Nicholas? asked Jemima. How will you manage them? No problem, said Timothy. We get the computer experts to make digital copies of Lady Lois, change their colour a bit, make them look smaller and cut them into the film. Nobody would know it was all the same goat. There was a longer silence while father and daughter considered Timothy's proposal. And is the spazio big enough for a goat? asked Louis. Yes, I checked it with Derek this afternoon, said Timothy. Listen, I know this idea is new and it's risky, but as my dad used to say on the farm, if you want fruit, you've got to climb trees. There was a very long silence. I like it. I really like it, Louis said finally. Now, how quickly could you get the goat and your brother up here to make a trial commercial to show the client? That's the problem. As I told Jemima yesterday, the farm is cut off by flood water at the moment. Normally, we could wait until the water has gone down, but the draft version of the commercial has to be ready by Monday next week to show the client. Well, Nick, we'll just have to rescue them ourselves if necessary. What resources do you need? asked Louis. That's a great idea, Louis, said Tim enthusiastically. I think we'd need a Land Rover, 
a horse box, a boat, and some local people. Well, I'd get onto it tonight if I were you. The quicker we get them up here, the more time we have to make something to show Zaiwu. Now, Jemima, you and I are... But, Daddy! wailed Jemima. No buts, young lady, said her father firmly. Your mother wants to see you, and that's final. After supper, Nick and Wanda went to inspect the river. In the moonlight, the water still looked very deep. Nick was surprised to realise he was pleased. When they got back to the farm, Gwyneth was waiting up for them. Do you know, said Nick, I'm not sure I really want to go back to my old job anymore. Perhaps I could stay in the country. Gwyneth laughed. Well, that's a bit unfortunate. I just spoke to Tim. The telephone lines are working again. They're coming to rescue you on Friday. So that was episode 7 and I hope you enjoyed it. Now there haven't been any new reviews this week on my website www.behindthebottomline.com So if you want to receive a free paperback copy of Double Trouble signed by the author himself which will one day be worth thousands and thousands of dollars when Hollywood beats a path to my door in order to sign me up um, then write a review, post it on my website on the leave a review section and then also contact me to give me your uh, address so that I can send you your copy. There are still two free copies left so get out there, write that review and get your free copy of Double Trouble. Now maybe you don't want to write a review and you'd prefer to just order a copy of the book to read it yourself or to send to somebody else and you can do that if you go to the website and click on bookshop. Also, if the person you are ordering Double Trouble for is learning English, then you can order the special Language Learners Edition, which contains additional vocabulary lists and pre-reading and post-reading discussion questions. And just to remind you, that's on my website, www.behindthebottomline.com. Next week's episode is called On Set, and we'll see what happens when Tim and Nick are finally brought together and Lady Lois takes a trip up to London. So, until then, take care and goodbye.